welcome to a special Monday edition of Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in Loki Season 2. peeps welcome to wallowing in the shallows this is tori and this is rebecca and today we are talking about loki season two episode two breaking brad i totally didn't see the r in there the first time i read it (laughs) (laughs) so clever i love the breaking bad connection i I don't know i just thought it was really cool i (laughs) like the title yes yes so this one wasn't quite as exciting as the first one no not quite as exciting. I have to agree. I still enjoyed it. Oh, yes, for sure. I have really been hearing, I don't see any reason for us to get into this too deeply, but I'm just hearing some Marvel news out and about, like about, <laughs> what is it? The new, is it Deadpool? What's, no, 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 not Deadpool. The, who's the blind lawyer? Daredevil? Daredevil. Yes, so Daredevil has a series upcoming, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just some sort of craziness going there with firings and reimaginings and redoings and some criticism of Marvel's planning and whatever. And I'm just like, well, I'll tell you, I'm enjoying the Loki ride. And maybe I was listening to a podcast. Oh, gosh, shoot. Oh my gosh, I meant to exactly remember the name of it, and I didn't write it down, but <laughs> it they, wasn't one of your normal podcasts it, it it's 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 not one of my norm it's not one of my hardcore ones De- decoding TV maybe I David I've heard of that one, yeah, yes, and really good well thought out podcasts, and one of his criticisms is he's just not quite sure Loki's got the big path really mapped out well (laughs) but you put some of these actors in the same room and good stuff happens and I think maybe I am totally at peace with that that even (laughs) if not every detail is perfectly sealed up Mm -hmm. the the talent they have on this show it's hard not to have some great scenes and so yeah so I'm continuing to enjoy that, but this was a bit of a quieter episode. I it felt was. not not quite as not quite as much of the threat of losing one's skin or being <laughs> though though trillions of people were perhaps annihilated in yeah. the pruning of the paths by docks. So <laughs> there there certainly were consequences. Yes, for sure. I haven't listened to any podcasts about Loki yet. Oh, I've watched some you know, Easter egg type things on YouTube, but they're not really talking about, I'm I'm not hearing any of the criticism that you seem to have heard. Yes. Well, and I think a lot of the criticism is to the wider Marvel universe and mm-hmm. Marvel fatigue mm-hmm. and are the shows really coming through the way they should, th- this kind of thing. So it's it's pretty, it's a lot broader than Loki. And I think Loki seems to, and and, it, and Loki got a season two, right? Right. So I, I think Loki, they've, they've had some luck with, but it still may also have a little bit of slipshod corner cutting hmm. in some way or another. Showrunners, like letting executive producers be showrunners or something. I don't know. I don't know. It just, they have hmm. a kind of their own model, I guess. What's some the difference routine. between an executive producer and a showrunner? You're asking me questions I don't know the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not geeks yet. <laughs> That's right. We I'm I'm only I'm only wallowing in the shallows, Tori. I did <laughs> not, right. I did not go I did not go too deep. <laughs> and was probably doing something else while I was listening to the podcast. So I just I just pick up these various catchphrases. But yeah. anyway. Well, as we know, I do not have Marvel fatigue. I have very limited expectations. I just want to be entertained. Yes. I mean, that's the root of it all for me. Are you not yes. entertained? That was yes. my Russell Crowe gladiator impression. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Are you not entertained? 
So all right, whatever, whatever. Yes. So yes. we have a new director in this episode, Dan oh. Deleu. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. D e l e e u w looks Dutch okay. or South African or something. Okay. I don't know, and the uh, same writer Eric Martin. So, but I like there was still some you know continuity. There was a lot of what looked like handheld stuff going on and and so it didn't s- seem like oh my gosh that must have been a totally new director wasn't jarring yeah although I thought the beginning was a little jarring because I was like hello what's happening here why are they in Texas suddenly after basically seeing Loki get pruned yes and Sylvie in somewhere Broxton Oklahoma. Broxton yeah so that was jarring but other than that I wasn't really jarred by anything else did you watch the new rock star for episode two I watched the new rock star I watched cosmic wonder I watched heavy spoilers the last two I watched before new rock stars had uh dropped theirs and I because I was like oh my gosh what if I don't have time to watch New rock stars when it drops, but they dropped like right after midnight last night. So I watched it. Yeah, I they just said new rock star had said the same thing about was there a scene missing or something? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And did. I totally agreed. It was just a little bit jarring, but I I caught my bearings. But it did <laughs> seem like boy, we have a purpose to do something here. Interesting. Right. I don't know where this came from. Right. So, and I got yeah. over it pretty quick because I was, you know, what is it about men in tuxes? Looking quite dapper. Even, I mean, Tom Hiddleston can pull off a 1970s tux with that frilly freaking shirt. Yes. I was like, dude. Yes. <laughs> so we're in London, 1977 on the sacred timeline. Yes. And we pick up that Docs and X5 are missing and Mobius and Loki are looking for Sylvie. And something about the Tempad or whatever brought them here right. to look. Right. They've uh X5's Tempad stopped broadcasting or they lost the signal and so they decided to start there. Right. Right. So yes. I was really happy with myself because I identified one of those posters that were hanging in the wall on the wall. Beautiful. And I was like, wow, that one reminds me of Herbie the Love Bug. And oh my god. It was actually was it Voss? Did Voss go through that poster? He sure did. Yeah. And then also compared it to Loki and said the descriptions of the return of Herbie were yes. apt for Loki as well. Yes. I was like, woohoo, I recognized something. <laughs> nice. Yes, he pointed out a few other posters, like the one from Eternals. Yeah. The I guy totally who's in Bollywood. That. Yeah. Yeah. When they pointed it out, I was like, how did I miss that? I'm not surprised I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) But the poster I did take a very close look at was the Zaniac movie poster. And in New Rockstars, he really went through this about, and because I was unfamiliar with Zaniac being this right. swarm of dem- demonic parasitic creatures. I got this from MarvelFandom.com, which uh-huh. al- almost was the same verbiage that Eric Voss used. Uh-huh. Originated in the Dark Dimension. Right. They would prope- pro- possess a, a host and get a, they would develop an overwhelming bloodlust and desire to kill women. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Jack the Ripper yes. in universe is considered to be one of the people possessed. And yeah. dun, 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 Brad. <laughs> Brad. Brad is also a victim. Yeah. Yeah. I read that on comicbook.com. So I was just amazed because I watched, I watched it twice last night. So I was probably done watching it 9, 930 the second time and started doing a little bit of surfing on the web a little after 10 or so i cannot believe the number of articles that were out about the episode already wow that is amazing i was like people get screeners though and just have to wait until the release to release their oh i bet uh yeah i bet yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, How we, we get that just so fast. <laughs> spoiler alert: we do not get those. <laughs> we do not. <laughs> you don't. We don't see them any sooner than you do. <laughs> well, you know, I think there may be five people that are listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They are probably not under any illusion about when we get to see the show. Probably not. We're just the common man, you know, here schlubbing with the rest of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was kind of funny when I was watching it and saw the, the, the Zania poster. And I thought that guy's face was giving me kind of Kang vibes, but everybody in the YouTube videos I watched were like, oh, it's Hulkish. And I'm like, oh, it's five. Yeah. I didn't really catch that, but <laughs> it gave me more you know, kang, kangy stuff. And they they really did not get into at all the Brad at this point being possessed by Zaniac, you know. Right. Uh right. I, I was kind of thinking there was gonna be some turn there somewhere along the way, but mm-hmm. thus far, mm-hmm. no. He's just yeah. an actor and he's just in this movie. Yeah. They probably won't get into that because you know, the, the series and the movies are not usually one-to-one with the comic itself. Mm-hmm. And I think using Brad Wolf and having it make this movie called Zaniac, I think it's just kind of like a shout-out. A nod. The comics, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did think it was interesting when he was going inside the theater. I thought that some of the uh, kind of background actors, whatever they're called. like Extras? maybe just Sounds good. <laughs> But I thought they they were giving me vibes of like real 70s actors. So I saw one guy that I thought really looked like Gene Hackman. I saw this other guy with glasses that I thought was Martin Scorsese. Oh my gosh. Which I then found really funny because I don't remember which of the reactors I was watching, but they were talking about how they thought the cinema comment, you know, later in the episode is uh, kind of like a poke at Scorsese because he said Marvel films aren't cinema. Yes, yes. I I think it it must have been new rock stars. Yeah, it really made me laugh then because I was like, oh, I thought I saw that guy that looked like Scorsese. And then I saw a woman that really was throwing off Faye Dunaway vibes. Oh my gosh. I'll need to go back and look at this. I didn't pick up any of this. I I don't know if it was intentional, but those were the vibes I was getting. Okay. So X5, a.k.a. Brad Wolf, he definitely recognizes Mobius and he's got a new flow. I mean, his hair has grown considerably since we saw him chumming up with Docs and that weird, creepy, father-son-ish, predatory lover type scene. Yeah, that's still disturbing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But he is uh, looking very 70s in the the way that I always kind of disliked the 70s. All we needed was a little waka 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 music. (laughs) It's wild to see Loki using his powers. Oh, I was so excited. I was like, so much takes place in the TVA that we just Mm -hmm. don't see that. And it's just interesting that even when he has access to them, he's still he's still sticking with he's still sticking to the party line. Yeah. (laughs) And helping. Yes. Before we get too much farther. Mm-hmm. I just say B15 was really showing the 70s chic. Love it. That outfit was amazing. With her orange yes. and her hair yep. wrapped. Oh, she looked fabulous. She sure did. And still kicking butt and taking names. Yes. Oh, I, I just want more of her and not just yep. standing in yes. the background giving people sideways glances and things like that. Yes. But. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I gave B15 her shout out. Oh, absolutely. She deserves it. Yeah. And that's because I also wanted to make sure I was, I actually uh, rewound it a little bit to watch Hiddleston walk down that alleyway with that swagger and he like flips open the button of his tux jacket. <laughs> but I was just like, wow, that's, that's the Loki swagger. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. it. So we find X5 has some device, well, mm-hmm. part part of his tempad that allows mm-hmm. him to kind of do what Loki was doing uncontrollably, right. except it just seems to be a spatial jump, not a right. time jump. Right. 
I think that's called a time twister. Oh. According to what I was reading in the comics. Okay. And so that allows for teleportation. Okay. Okay. Well, he doesn't have a shot of getting away from Loki with (laughs) with Loki with his full powers. Loki was everywhere. Loki was kind of like he who that remains, you know, who knew what was going to happen next. Loki, just instead of knowing what's going to happen next, just has a Loki everywhere in order to be ready for you, no matter which way you go. Yeah. I thought the quick cuts that they did during that chase scene really made it look like they were booking through Mm -hmm. those alleyways. Which I thought was really cool. I thought that was a good way to impart the speed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Frankly, what could be better than three Tom Hiddlestons? So <laughs> it's just that was cool. Did you catch Tom the... Hiddleston for everyone? <laughs> Did you catch the? You know when uh, X Five runs out and he's it, like surrounded by that group of people. Yes. Did you realize that they were an illusion? Not at first. But apparently, and this must have been on New Rockstars, he kind of walks by two of those people that end up being the hoodlums that sort of are attacking him, you know, so they were based on real people. So, no, at first I didn't. I was like, wow, these are some aggressive punk rockers here. Yes, yes. (laughs) Or mods. (laughs) The mods, exactly. The The nice, nice nod to that Star Wars universe as well with those. Right, right. I thought. I mean, I saw like when X5 took the crowbar, went to hit the the one guy that it yeah. flashed green. But I thought that's Loki when had I just knew. like made that thing kind of go through the guy. I didn't realize I didn't even catch that people weren't really moving in the background mm-hmm. once uh, Loki showed up. I was like, okay, <laughs> wow, I totally missed all of that until I, the reactors were talking about it. Still learning to be a geek. Yes, yes. There, there are some. That's why we have shallow in our mm-hmm. <laughs> our title. If anybody was wondering, that is why. Yes, <laughs> yes. So they get X five. I don't know yeah. if you have anything else before that, but they get him. I did like uh, the shadow Loki's with the horns. Yes, and yes. I could actually like grab on to X Five. Yes, the shadows were doing some good work as well. They were. Did look have Loki's eyes always glowed green? Did, you know when he was using his magic. I don't know the answer to that. I don't remember that. I don't know. Well, maybe one of these days I'll go back. I don't have time right now, but just the next time you happen to be watching all the Marvel films. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if any of our five listeners know, put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. We're slow we're slow growing. Hey, as soon as, as soon as it gets released on Apple, then we're going to hit the big time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my prediction. Very nice. So, one of the things that happened like when they were bringing in X5. Yes, it kind of hit me. I mean, I, I realized the TVA has always had these geometric shapes, but I didn't realize how much roundness there was. Mm. And it just kind of hit me that that's probably clock references. Mm. Yeah, the circle is, it's an interesting shape for so many reasons, but right. it certainly fits with infinite and Mobius and, you know, all right. of these. Right. Time times a flat circle folding it in on itself all these kinds of things yeah yeah do you have anything um where where do you want to go next with this what do you want to talk about well the next thing i have is about the loom okay and yes so if you have anything before the loom i do not okay what i'm what i'm sort of pondering is the loom right and the cross purposes between all of these extra threads making the loom's job harder right but versus the consequences of pruning those threads and the lives lost right so then i'm also like well what is the ramification what if there are too many threads is the threat really only to the tva should these people just get the heck out of there and just abandon their posts and the each of the threads each of the timelines just is fine i i don't know is it just sort of a bigger picture thing or what what are the consequences of just letting the branching continue right 
but this loom this certainly is looking catastrophic for the the wherever the tva facility is located if these threads get out of control and the loom can't handle it (laughs) well and i was confused by something i believe it was Voss who was talking about you know how they still have to really worry about the uh the loom over overheating basically right Mm -hmm. and i was like well if all these timelines are pruned is that really a concern anymore Mm-hmm. and also if the loom what was the loom weaving together and maybe as i'm saying this it's it's actually becoming more clear in my head so the loom previous to the killing of he who remains when everything went wild that happened at exactly the same time that dr strange was trying to fix everything on earth you know mm-hmm. except on the statue of liberty hmm that would be interesting. I'm sorry. It just totally popped into my mind out of nowhere. And I had mm-hmm. to throw it out there. But back to what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. What was the loom weaving together before? Because there was just the sacred timeline. And they were pruning all the other ones before right. they could get to Borny. Right. Yeah. It's a good question. Huh. It was a pretty boring loom. It was just doing, it, it was just crocheting chain stitch or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And it was also interesting that the thing that OB created looked exactly like the other thing he created. Totally. And quite the spherical piece of it. And quite the spherical piece in the torture device that we're going to see later. Yes, 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 yes. When I saw that, I was like, man, Obi's just making crap out of found objects. (laughs) 100%. Whatever he finds, he's sticking in there. Absolutely. And speaking of OB, we have the little visit. And I think Eric Voss said this so well that it seemed like such a sarcastic thing to say, do you think this is more important than me working on the loom? And yet it was without sarcasm. It was just, he was just asking, should I be prioritizing this? No, then everything you need is in this manual. And once again, we have the orange manual. (laughs) With all this stuff that OB talks about being in there, it made me wonder if the book is actually bigger on the inside. <laughs> right, right. A little a little Hermione's purse that she can yeah. stuff a bunch of stuff into. <laughs> yes, it's, it's been charmed so that it's bigger mm-hmm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking Casey more and more. More and more and Not more. Not that I didn't like him before. But I actually, I just didn't thinking. remember him before. So mm. now he's actually more memorable to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just working on his secret mission. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know, and he just looks so disappointed. Yeah. When B-15's like, why is this secret now? All these people are working on this and yada, yada, yada. B-15 so perfectly recaps Renslayer's crimes here yeah. for us. Yes. Yeah, and this Miss Minutes, man, that is a suspicious piece of animation. Yes, it is. It is. And I loved Voss's uh, hypothesis. Hypothesis. Thank you. Yo. That Miss Minutes might be a part of Renslayer's memory, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was great. Which, of course, made me think of Jim, short for James, long for Gabriel. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but we'll leave good omens aside. For the moment. For the moment till season three. But but yeah, I think I, I wrote down, methinks peeps underestimate Casey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he's actually read the manual. <laughs> he has read the manual. He's almost memorized it. I love his fangirl moment loved it once once the autograph from <laughs> the author yes he's just cute he's so and exudes an innocence very much so very much so and competence right right and that's why i think most people just see that innocence and and kind of write him off mm-hmm. when actually he's quite savvy about yes. some things right maybe not All the things. Not all the things. Some of the things, yeah. I like how at this point, 
Loki ties in the conversation on the tape player that he heard that, you know, everybody's on the same page here with Renslayer perhaps plotting with He Who Remains. They Mm -hmm. seem to be partners and Mm -hmm. how this seems to be tying in to her temp pad and deleting it. And I'm assuming then that this last message was from Miss Minutes. Is that what we're led to believe is what Casey discovered? Because we we see Casey and B-15, and, and he says, well, she erased her temp pad, but I can see who the last communication is from. Yes. And they don't, then, dun, 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 they don't say anything else, but then they go to Mobius and Loki, and they're like, Renslayer and Miss Minutes were working together. Yes. Or, or yes. Miss Minutes is helping Renslayer, I think right. is how they phrased it. Right, right. Very interesting. I love that um, hypothesis that Voss came up with. I hope mm-hmm. that pans out mm-hmm. because that's fascinating. And it would explain why both Miss Minutes and Renslayer were important to He Who Remains. He who remains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So the next scene that's coming up, I was like, was Owen Wilson more Owen Wilson-y in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Something about, I don't know even what he was doing. I didn't write down what made me think that. I was like, he's being quite Owen Wilson-y. Yes. So they're going into brush. You're you're getting into the questioning of Brad, right? The questioning of X-5. It must be, Brad, right? Because inter- that's the next interrogation. Yes. And you think that Loki's going to be the one who explodes because right. Brad is really going after Loki and even wow, goes yeah. after his mom. Harsh. But don't Loki, talk about his mom. Yeah. But Loki handles it, I mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the slap. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And, which is slap. from like Mobius. Awesome. <laughs> which is from Mobius, not yes. Loki. Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. Boy, when he was going after Loki though, I kept calling him a loser. I'm like, we need a little Beck in the background there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and X5. I was really surprised. I mean, he really knew how to push people's buttons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, well he's 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 been an interrogator himself, right? I mean, right. they all. This is not a new routine. He's just usually on the other side. Yeah, and in episode one, he didn't really come across as super competent. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly, in this episode, he's showing himself to be quite competent. So maybe he just needed to get out from underneath Dox's umbrella. Right. Well, Tori, I have a question for you. Okay. After you've had a rough interrogation, lost control, <laughs> you accidentally slapped your prisoner, what, what is the best thing you can do to just kind of wind down and get your bearings back? Hi, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I thought of you immediately and throughout the scene as a devotee, devotee of pie. Well, I really loved this entire room of pie. And I chose to believe that they weren't all filled with key lime, that you could actually pick your pie from the wall sure, pie. Sure looked like they were all key lime. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to think they, you could have your choice, that you manifested what type of pie you wanted in those bins. But yeah, my immediate thing was like, that is the, the most disgusting color of green for key lime pie. That is so yes. key lime. <laughs> yes. But I love key lime pie. If it were a good key lime pie, just with an unfortunate amount of food coloring. Yeah. Yeah. It. it looked more pistachio-like than key yes. limey. Yes. But it does match. It goes better with the, the decor of mm-hmm. the TDA. It certainly does. And hey, food co- food coloring was huge in the 70s. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Hello, red dye number, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I was really happy about pie. I'm like, philosophy of pie. Pie makes all better. <laughs> 100%. Great. And then, and so, of course, I loved it then when they brought it up again in the McDonald's. And he, he's like, yes. I have an apple pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what shape is pie? 
right also 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 a circle so Mm -hmm. perfect perfect Mm -hmm. except for mcdonald's where it's a rectangle that's it's true but leave it to (laughs) mcdonald's to yeah screw that up i really did like that scene with between mobius and loki in the in the automat yes and excellent uh, yeah and i loved loki's example of when he lost it (laughs) yeah Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> by raging siege on New York, <laughs> and Hiddleston just delivers it so matter of fact. Yeah, it's just like, dude, we all do it. I, I got, I got your pain. You know, it's mm-hmm. happened to me. You slapped somebody. Mm-hmm. I held millions of people mm-hmm. under siege. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's same. It's the same. <laughs> and I. You know, why does everybody keep harping at Mobius about, aren't you curious about what your life on the sacred timeline was like? Well, I'll tell you what, it makes me really curious about what his life on the sacred timeline's like. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I picture him in Florida. On his sea-do. On his sea-do, right? On one of those canals that leads to the ocean. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, Coral Gables comes to mind. Is I don't even know geographically besides being in florida exactly where it is me either but i i i see mobius in coral cables okay okay well we'll see what happens it's very specific it's very specific you're setting your you got we got some long odds here but i like it wouldn't it be funny if it's true i will fall over i kind of think we have to find out by the end of this episode because it's coming up so much. The the season, you mean? Season, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, I was going to say, I can tell you what, it doesn't happen by the end of this episode. <laughs> no, it does not. And I, I loved Loki's little head tilt and smile when Mobius says, you're the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. And he just does that little head tilt with that little smile. And I'm like, he is the god of mischief. Daddy's about to pull a good one. Yes, 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 yes. In in the next scene, going the to the time loom, loom scene. The, I've been mm-hmm. calling it time loom vestibule. Mm-hmm. Well stated. Yeah, of course. I was wondering how did they get locked out, which then yes. made me think. You know, did he who remains have Miss Minutes write you know something into the code? Yeah, was it a just in case thing or? Did he who remains know Sylvie was going to kill him and that the timelines would branch and that this was kind of his way of guaranteeing the secrets of the TVA are unknown and and so his variants can't come back, right? Let's mm. overwhelm the time loom and have it explode and just disintegrate everything. Did that make any sense? Did I lose you in that? I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. yes. Did he who remains somehow do something? Was this a stopgap of some type? Right. I was also wondering if there's, this is a little out there, uh-huh. but is there something about OB? Like, it seemed like, what did that error say? Like his aura, aura wasn't yeah. recognized? Right. And I was wondering, is there something up with this OB? Right. And is he maybe not everything we think he is? I mean, we've talked before about he seems to have remained constant over the hundreds and hundreds of years and hasn't had his mind wiped or something. So is, is there just something going on there? Not that he's evil but is he a variant or you know i I don't know right. just something like was 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 the real ob replaced or mm-hmm. his, I, I don't know just that whole his aura wasn't recognized flagged a little something for me yeah i was thinking the same thing although i don't know if it was the aura thing that because i actually couldn't read that screen when i was mm-hmm. watching it the first time but i went to like i think ob's gonna be the big baddie right so he, I did go to the evil route. And uh-huh. then, at first I was like, well, is he a Kang variant? Mm-hmm. But then according to what we learn later, even if he was, his aura should have read as Kang. Mm-hmm. So I kind of threw that out the window. But yeah, I, I was, I'm totally there with you. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's much more. And talk about a wolf in sheep's sheep's clothing. I mean, yeah. just you know, he is also this keeper of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. that no one else at the TVA seems to know. And he says he puts it all in the handbook, but apparently Casey's the only one who can read it and understand it because Loki <laughs> and Mobius were having no luck. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to find out. I mean, is he the creator of mm-hmm. all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the and uh, what's his face? Kang just came in and kind of took over. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to finding that out. But I think... Yeah, there's much more going on with OB than we know. Yes, yes. I look forward to seeing how that plays out. Yeah, Ron OB watch. Yeah. So then take two at the interrogation, and Brad is having a real lie down. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little upside down shot when he's looking at Loki and uh, Mobius bringing that machine in. And I loved, I don't know if you noticed this, the kind of increasing volume of the ominous music mm-hmm. and then the second mobius runs that thing into the door sill or the door frame the music just stops <laughs> and i thought i love that kudos to the director that was just such a great little comic moment and i thought man marvel does those little itty bitty comic things so well mm-hmm I liked it. I liked it. But that was, again, when I mentioned it earlier, when I started thinking, oh, B is just making everything, whatever the hell he can find. Yes. Yes. Because this was, this looked, I I was surprised there wasn't duct tape slapped on this, like there was on Mobius's suit, you know? Yes. I was like, what, what, what is this, a dryer vent and a gumball (laughs) machine? I mean, what, what's going on here? Yeah, it was a weird looking thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, what is this thing in the jiggy? Is what yeah. I said. Yeah. I like how Loki used X5's words against him, throwing him back mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, I am the evil villain. So mm-hmm. I might as well be the evil villain. <laughs> might as well squish you into this tiny box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second time I was watching it, I started singing Alice in Change, Man in the Box. Mm. I'm the man in the box. Bum, bum, bum. Perfect rendition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alice in Change. <laughs> but Brad, Brad gives it up. Brad gives it up that Sylvie has a new life on a branch. Yeah, I think, you know, the minute they would have put that collar on me, I'd have been like, okay, what do you want to know? Ask me anything. I'll tell you whatever you need to know. (laughs) No doubt. I would crack under pressure. (laughs) I would too. I I mean, with my claustrophobia, if they threaten to put me in a box, I'll spill everything. Every bean. I'll make up additional beans for you. I will make up the beans, man. (laughs) I'd be like Obi with the, we're all going to (laughs) die. Yes. Yeah, that was funny. He's he's so frantic. And yet, oddly, his face didn't portray the franticness of his voice. Yeah. Here's here's where we have the fanboy scene. Yes, that's so cute. Mm -hmm. So cute. I actually wrote internet under that. I wrote Casey's fangirl moment when he finds out OB is Ouroboros. I got a little heart there. And then underneath it, wouldn't it be funny if OB turned out to be Kang variant? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, there's just something. Something's going on. Casey will be crushed. Yes, he will be. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think about that. Hmm. So we ne- we apparently need Miss Minutes back since since OB can't get in. Yeah. What was the other thing? They either need Miss Minutes. Oh, or they need a variant. Yeah. With the, with the correct aura. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's, it's a big assumption, right? That it's Kang's aura. What if it's like Renslayer's? It is a big assumption. So very, very, very interesting. So shall we jump through a time porthole and and go to 1982 Bra- Broxton, Oklahoma? <laughs> Did you say porthole? Portal. 
portal. I might, I might have, I might have emphasized the second syllable a little, a little, a little incorrectly. Porthole, you know. I think I did actually. Yeah, you heard it. You heard me right. <laughs> right on. I I just have written down here. Why? Why? Why with the mullets? Oh boy. Yeah. Well, 1982, man. If you're going to rock a mullet, you might as well do it in 1982. True, true. And for some reason, I kept, I, I mean, I knew it was like in 1982, but I kept thinking because everything looked like it was still the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I was, I thought, yeah, if it was the 70s, we would have called that haircut a shag mm. and not a mullet. I don't actually know where the mullet term came from. Now I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> That's the academic nerd in me. <laughs> there you go. Well, this doesn't even make any sense. We must have still been calling it a shag in the 80s because according to this bastion of correct information, Wikipedia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the mullet haircut, the etymology, I'm just going to read it. It says, according okay. to the Oxford English Dictionary, use of the term mullet to describe this hairstyle was apparently coined and certainly popularized by American hip-hop group The Beastie Boys, who used mullet and mullet head as epithets in their 1994 song, Mullet Head. Oh my Combining gosh, I it with the description of the haircut, yeah. Wow, that's revelatory. Yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with that song. No. So, and evidently then they expounded, great word, on the subject at length in a six-page article entitled Mulling Over the Mullet in issue two of their magazine, Grand Royal. And that was published in 1995. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Like I said, that was the academic nerd in me. I must now know. But she seems quite happy with her life, with her truck, and working at McDonald's. She's got herself a truck. She's got a truck. Is there's got to be some country song about a girl in her pickup truck? Oh, I'm sure, but I wouldn't know it. <laughs> it's like go to Dairy Queen. That was the restaurant in my town that you wanted to work nice. at, not McDonald's. Nice. The DQ. I saw in a McDonald's commercial that one of every ten people has worked at a McDonald's. <laughs> wow, that's I'm not one a of lot. them. So let's see. So we have the Loki sylvie reunion yeah i liked x5s this is tense (laughs) (laughs) yes and i was just thinking man that's intense (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. loki puts all his cards on the table he says he sees her in the future at the tva and he says he even says go ahead and read my mind so you Mm -hmm. can see what i see Uh and she just doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, she was so freaking annoying. I wanted to do the Mobius slap on her. Yes. Ugh. I'm like, Sylvie, what the hell? And that comment about the she made about the future, and she said, well, we know nobody knows what the future is because it's not written. And I'm like, well, really? Do mm-hmm. we really, 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 really know that? Are we not taking into account that he who remains could have been lying his ass off? Mm-hmm. Which was what Sylvie was saying the whole time. Is she didn't trust a word he was saying. Yeah, yet she trusts that. Mm-hmm. Oi. 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 Meanwhile, the Brad Mobius interaction is beautiful. You slapped <laughs> me in the face, but I got you a shake. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Owen Wilson's great in this episode. I mean, everybody's great in this episode. Yes, it's a great ensemble, which is why I think it works, even when I get confused. But Brad is getting increasingly anxious. Mm -hmm. He does not want to remain here and finally spills some beans. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was kind of clear, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. At least I thought, of course, this timeline's going to be pruned. Mm-hmm. And that's why he wants to get out of there. Well, it took a little while for it to dawn on them. But once they figure it out, they spring into action and mm-hmm. try to do something about it. Yep. So he has to change out of her Mickey D's uniform and mm-hmm. into her Loki armor. Mm-hmm. 
So they got they got docs and her remaining followers. I'll accept the ones who escaped. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a few loyalists out there. But not after a bunch of damage was done, which actually made OB's job a little bit easier. But yeah, yeah lots of time. pruned timelines. And I guess I kind of was thought that at the end of it, there were just like a handful of branches left. But, you know, the way some of the reactors are talking, we're only just seeing a very little tiny piece of the mm-hmm. timeline at any one time. And so there's probably still hundreds of branches out there. Mm-hmm. Do you think Renslayer and Sylvia are on the same branch after all the pruning? I don't feel like I have any evidence or thoughts on that. Mm, okay. Of course, I I guess I was kind of thinking about that when I thought there was only like a handful of branches left. Right, right. Well, that would make the probability significantly higher. Yeah. yeah I have no bead. I have no bead on Renslayer right yeah. now. Yeah. Me either. Hopefully, based on how this kind of ended, we'll find something out in the next episode. Because Casey got a hit on Renslayer's Tempad. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Miss Minutes is with her. Yeah. I guess we'll find that out too yeah and apparently sylvie's broxton oklahoma is one of the threads that did not get pruned what are the chances yes yes she's got her (laughs) own little she's got her own little tempad she does she's got he who remains tempad that's right i totally forgot that he had given that to her before she stabs him to death right right here i'm gonna give you a gift right before you kill me Mm-hmm. Oh, did you think I can help think this when they show, you know, B15 and Mobius, everybody's in the chronometer room or whatever the heck that room is called. And some of the people in the background were so immobile. I was like, are those mannequins that they just put in there so they have to pay anybody? I didn't catch that. The only thing I've written down is somber tone at the TVA. So maybe I was picking up on the all the background people looking rather wooden. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loves the inclusion of some Janice. Oh, Janice. that was nice. Yes. Well, what's her face? Sylvie's on the on her truck. And now I had not paid too close of attention to the credit sequence last week. Uh-huh. Did you notice were there lots of changes from last week? Because I definitely picked up more things this time. Right. Or did they make changes, you know, based on this episode? Like key, like having key lime pie in it. <laughs> well, I know the key lime pie was in the first closing credits because I remember okay. going, that's supposed to be key lime pie. Okay. But I don't remember seeing the whole diner thing. And there was, so I think there might have been more of the diner. I don't remember i need to go back and watch last week's post credits because i remember seeing the cracked tva floor but this week there was an uncracked tva floor as well and that i don't remember from the first episode okay and there was a lot of more mcdonald's stuff in this one than i remember from last week okay so i i did notice there were some differences i don't know if i'm picking up the right ones (laughs) so i have to go back and look Okay, well, as desired, I did take a bit of a look at the math equation. Oh, and cool. it it is Schrodinger's equation, oh. which is a quantum mechanics equation that tells you a little bit about wave dynamics. And I'm like, it, oh, like I yeah. know anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what 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 Schrodinger always if if. If Schrodinger is familiar to anyone, it is often familiar to them as Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. The thought experiment. Yes. Which I do think really kind of applies nicely to this whole show in that, and yet it's it's rather morbid, but you know, whatever. But if you have a cat in a box with a poisonous capsule that can explode at any time and kill the cat... Is that when you're looking at the bat box, you can't see into the box, but you mm-hmm. know what's that this situation is the box. Is the cat alive or dead? And the kind of hypothetical idea is the cat is both alive and dead 
until you open the box and then the waveform collapses and then either the the capsule has gone off and it's dead or the cat is still alive so kind of bizarre right kind of this this yeah. thought experiment but yeah. this idea of until you observe it the the possibilities are there and it hasn't collapsed down to a particular reality and I think that is sort of appropriate for this multi-branching timelines and all mm. these variants and that kind of stuff. So it's it is an excellent choice, I think, for an equa a physics equation to be put in the credits. So I so I approve of the aptness of Schrodinger's equation being included in the credits. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you recognize the equation. I'm like, wow. Well, there is even a little bit of additional confirmation. If you look closely above the equation, you can kind of make out G-E-R <laughs> for the end of Schrodinger. Oh, I'm like, G-E-R? What? Yeah. I'm still on the uptake here. Yeah. So I thought I, you were going to tell me there was like a drawing of a cat. <laughs> as far as it. I recall, as far as I recall, no, no cat, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did note that the equation, the math was still there. I was like, oh, math is still there. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. It's still there. And you, now you know that one on the left is Schrodinger's equation. Schrodinger's equation. Nice, 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 nice. I'm trying to think if there was anything, you know, from the videos that I watched that really, that I want to bring up. But I think we kind of brought them up as we were talking. Nice. I think I bet. There are a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> both uh warren thompson on cosmic wonder and eric boss on new rock stars they both talked about victor timely who mm -hmm. is that kang variant that we've already seen like the old timey kang variant with the funky oh. hair and glasses uh, -huh. uh what what show was it their post-credit scene was mobius and loki sitting in the audience and kang is up on the stage was it concert oh it might have been quantum mania mm. But I'd be interested, I'm thinking that we might find out more about OB when Victor Timely shows up. Mm. And Paul, this guy at the Heavy Spoilers, he suggested or proposed that OB is going to be this character called Mr. Griffin, hmm. who actually is a King variant, but is a shapeshifter. Holy cow yeah yeah or that maybe ob is just going to be the villain because he's pissed off he got relegated to that basement laboratory for hundreds of years tough to blame him yeah having to work with chewing gum and <laughs> dryer vents and duct yeah. tape yeah and it was also on oh, wait a minute yeah it was on uh, heavy spoilers where they caught that the Chicken McNuggets actually weren't introduced until 1991. That's awesome. So that was a little bit of a time error there. Well, this is a variant timeline. Well, that's so, true. You know, it's not that's the sacred true. one. So maybe only on the sacred one they came out in 82. Or that could be. Yeah. I did. I was interested after watching the episode because I was just like, oh, God, the Sylvie. I just can't stand it. And, and then I was curious about like when she shows up in the comics. Mm -hmm. So I did a little research from both, and I got this information from both Marvel.com and The Nerdist. Mm -hmm. In the comics, Sylvie's last name was Lustin. Mm -hmm. And she was from Broxton, Oklahoma. Oh my gosh. And she was. Or she got her powers. It, I, there were a couple of contradictory reports. One said she was created by Loki. Mm. The other one just said, well, Marvel.com said she was created by Loki. And the Nerdist, I think it was, mentioned something about that she actually just got her powers from Loki. So mm. I don't know which one's true. I'm going to go with Marvel. Okay. And say she was created by Loki. And she took on, because remember last week I mentioned that Thor relocated the Asgard Yes. Survivors to Broxton. Yes, so I remember that. When she comes into her powers, she takes on the kind of characteristics and 
the look of Amora the Enchantress, mm-hmm. who was an Asgardian, who was one of Thor's enemies. So I, she says, I have heard of the Enchantress. Okay, yeah. So she takes on that and she's got a shitload of powers. Can cast spells, teleportation, she fly. She can psychically sense others. She can do mental manipulation, telekinesis. Um, she could transform other humans into animals, project magical energy with her hands, create force wow. fields, and deflect oncoming spells. Andy. Yeah, very much so. Um, she did want to become a hero, so she tried, and she tries to join the Young Avengers in New York, but they find out she's a Loki, and they kick mm-hmm. her out for several reasons, and that kind of makes her join the antithesis to the young avengers mm-hmm. who who were they working under ah it's escaping me i can't remember who but anyways yeah and so she first appears in the dark rain young avengers miniseries in 2009 hmm. so i mean I, they're clearly making her very different for the series but pulling on a few of those things sure some nods yeah nods to the comics Mm -hmm. and then i read this article on games radar and they reported that the director said that sylvie kept he who remains tempad Mm -hmm. because she knew loki and the tva would show up again Mm. yeah that's what i learned okay Oh, there was one thing I learned I thought was really interesting. And this was from comicbook.com that one of those movie posters that's hanging up at the beginning of the episode. Yes, yes. And I was so excited last night when I was watching New Rock Stars and it didn't come up. I was like, oh, wow. That one of the posters references Phone Ranger. Yes. No, wait, that was on New Rock Star. But he didn't talk about how it was from a 1985 Marvel comic. Oh, no, he did not. Yeah, it was from Marvel Age Annual Number 1 in 1985. And the Phone Ranger was the superhero name for, get this, the a human named A.G. Bell. Oh, wah, my wah. God. <laughs> <laughs> and he was Alexander the, Graham. Alexander Graham. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Boy, they make a superhero out of everything. His little sidekick throws a rotary phone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay. So Belle is initially a phone repairman who accidentally discovers a tiny alien race, the Celtas, in one of the phones he's fixing. And then through a series of events, Belle recreates the Celtas technology and uses it to interface with any and all communication devices. Donning a costume in the name Bone Ranger. <laughs> he very briefly fights crime. Very briefly. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the kids get real excited about, oh, Phone Ranger. I want to be the Phone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and then the internet came along. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this is funny. Phone Ranger then nearly gets killed in an assassination attempt carried out in a battle with the lethal legion unsurprisingly mm-hmm. the giant phone on his costume helped save him <laughs> wow <laughs> that i cannot believe that was a real comic <laughs> well oh. fabulous well again not perhaps as exciting an episode as last week but i very much enjoyed it I did too. I did too. I really enjoyed Owen Wilson in this episode. And I, the Loki swagger's back, which made me happy. I tell you, you put those folks in a room and good stuff is going to happen. And yeah. it does. All right. Well, I guess all we got to say is bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Following in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us edited by Mo. The soundtrack for The Wallowing in the Shallows, Loki Season 2, is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier, available on Gemendo.com. 
You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.